Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of the views from the 573 back with this two-parter of me and Matt's podcast talking about the NFL offseason giving out grades for all 32 of those teams. Of course we spent a little bit of time with the AFC yesterday spent a whole lot of time with the AFC because that's where the moves have been to be honest and so this podcast we are going to be talking about some of the moves that have happened in the NFC and handing out grades for all of these teams. So, here we go. NFC grades for the all season. Thank you guys for listening and hope you enjoyed the pod. Uh, Ryan, you want to kick things off with the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, Let's go to the NFC, everybody. Let's have some fun in the NFC West. So, let's take a look at what the Cardinals did. Uh, of course, the whole thing surrounding... The Cardinals this offseason has been, what's going on with Kyler Murray? Yeah. And uh, what's going on with him? Could he be a trade domino? Uh, nothing's happened as of yet, but for the Cardinals, they've basically re-upped a lot of their own guys. Colt McCoy brought him back. James Conner re-signed him. Zach Ertz, Max Williams. They did bring in Jeff Gladney from Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean they have an obvious need at corner. Um, but Gladney is somebody that's had a lot of a uh, bad thing had a lot of bad stuff uh associated with them these last couple of years. And so Cardinals well, taking a chance. All, he didn't play at all last year, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, when the Vikings were on, I don't remember seeing him play at all. So yeah. I think, I think they released him in like August or July. So I mean, I mean, that. he's a he's a former first round pick though. He's got obvious talent. Yeah. But yeah, there was an off the field issue that uh, you know the Vikings got rid of him for. It was something pretty heavy legally. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't good. Yeah. No, like so the, they didn't bring in a whole lot though. Nick Vigil, that's a nice player. Um, but it was it was mainly just bringing back their own guys. Paid a lot for James Conner. <laughs> Like three year twenty one mil. Uh, let me pull up the structure real quick to see. Yeah, it's more of a two year deal, but still, it's it's quite a it's quite a hefty payday for James Conner. Yeah, that was a pretty much on the trash heap a year ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a C minus, and the Kyler situations factored in there, where it's like your franchise quarterback's not happy. Yeah, I mean, this whole offseason for them and for them, it's just been weird. <laughs> All around weird um, for both sides. If I had to give them a grade, I think I'll give them a C. You know, bring in your own guys. And you didn't trade Kyler, so. Fortunately, That's true. <laughs> unfortunately for you guys, you still get to compete in the NFC West, unlike the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're still good to go. Um, so I'll give them a C. You keep your own guys. You add a couple pieces outside. It's just been a whole home off season besides the Kyler Murray stuff. So uh, C for me. Let's go to the defending Super Bowl champions, the never boring Los Angeles Rams. Um, I think the most noteworthy thing is they released Johnny Hecker. Like, what are you doing? 
Um, yeah. But they... Give him a also... nap. <laughs> Any team that loses Johnny Hecker is a loser in my book. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. So they re-signed Joe Noteboom to a three-year, $40 million deal. He plugs right in and replaces the Walter Payton Man of the Year, Andrew Whitworth, that retired as a Super Bowl champion. Uh, they sign Alan Robinson. They give Matthew Stafford an extension. They trade away Brain, uh, Robert Woods. That's pretty much the long and short of it. A, a surprisingly uneventful... Well, I say uneventful. They signed Allen Robinson. Um, Offseason, though, for the Rams. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they keeping a lot of their own guys kind of similar to what's been happening, what happened with Tampa. Besides a few exceptions, you trade Robert Woods, you had Whitworth retire, um, and then you bring in somebody like Allen Robinson... You bring a player like that to the wide receiver room, big time ad. And, uh, I mean, other than that, the Stafford keeping him, getting, giving him a new extension, which four years, what was it, 160 something million? Uh, four years, 160. Oh, well, right on the nose there. Uh, 63 guaranteed at signing, uh, 130 in total guarantees. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, listen, good offseason for the Rams, I think. I mean, you're bringing a lot of these players back. Besides Al Robinson, you add him. And, I mean, he's going to get to play with the best quarterback he's ever had. Oh, by a mile. <laughs> I mean, before this, I guess Fields is the best, isn't he? Uh, I guess. Probably the most talented. Yeah. Although, like, A-Rob wasn't good last year, and I love Allen Robinson. But he was not very good last year, and I think some of it was just, you know, him and Fields didn't click, him and the coaches didn't click. Uh, But I think really what you're looking at, though, is that he just plugs in in place of Robert Woods. You know, and I think they will end up bringing back Odell, probably. Um but you know, they haven't yet. I think bringing back Nopum was a good move, though. He played well whenever I did see him in there. Um, yeah, I might give it... I guess I'll go C-plus on it. it. You know, nothing nothing extraordinary. But just took care of their own guys after the Super Bowl. You know. We've never seen that go awry, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go B-minus here from the Rams uh you know there's something to keeping your own guys and you add Robinson so uh, I'll go B minus for the Rams let's go on over to the Bay here let's go to the San Francisco 49ers oh boy uh 49ers they I mean they've been a team that's uh been in quarterback trade talks as well with Garoppolo but um yeah and if you were to ask me at the end of last season, who are the most likely quarterbacks to get traded? He's near the Garoppolo's. Top of the list. Yeah, Garoppolo's probably number one because you think it's an easy trade to get done. You know, versus Russ and you know Rogers, and those guys are probably kind of tricky to get it done. You know, it was probably kind of easy to see the Jimmy Garoppolo trade, but then he had the shoulder surgery, and all those other moves have happened that have kind of caused, like we said, the seats are filling up. There's not many starting jobs left. Yeah. Do you think Garoppolo is going to be traded? 
I I don't think so. I think I if, don't either. If I remember right, he's not going to be throwing for three months. That's a while. Yeah, it's a long time. It's not what you want, as the kids say. It's not what you want <laughs> as a as an NFL team to have your yeah have your guy at quarterback not throw for three months. Well. Okay, yes, I agree. But I will say, though, that does mean the OTAs and stuff, all those reps are going to Trey Lanes. And that's big time. That's big. That's big to, to get a good, full look at him. You know, what does the starting quarterback, Trey Lance, look like? They get to see that this offseason. They know what Jimmy will be. Jimmy can come in week one, no prep. You know what Jimmy Garoppolo's got to be week one. Yes. But this gives you a good chance to really take a look at, at, at Trey Lance and you know what? I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to have Jimmy Garoppolo on this roster week one. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it, it really helps out, I think, both parties. You got a proven guy in Jimmy. And then you also get to see, like I said, what how, what does Trey Lance look like in this role? Yeah. yeah. And he's going to get valuable reps to work with the starting offense. You can't discount that for a young quarterback. Uh, they did sign Traverius Ward. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of about it, though, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, George Odom, the safety, they signed him as well. So I'm going to give it a B minus, though. Like, I think the move, the best move they made is the move that didn't happen. I really think having Garoppolo is still there is a good thing. Yeah. I, listen, the, the, and the draft compensation would have helped, but keeping him... Uh, and keeping Trey Lance and seeing what Lance offers in OTAs, that that will help. That that'll definitely help for sure. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll go with you on this one. I'll go B minus as well. Uh, with not trading Garoppolo, it keeps that position intact to where you're not relying on a second year Trey Lance this year to take all the snaps. Yeah, because and you know. It, it is one of those things I'm actually kind of mentally, uh, I'm personally kind of factoring it into Malik Willis a little bit. And maybe that's not fair to Willis, but like Jordan Love, they said he wasn't ready. And two years in, it sounded like he still isn't ready. Trey Lance, they said he wasn't ready. Oh, we're going into his second year and kind of sounds like he still isn't ready. Yeah. And I'm starting to get that feel like, you know, everybody wants them to be Josh Allen. Sometimes they're EJ Manuel, you know, oh, and uh, <laughs> I know that that that's a rough, that that's a mean one. That's a deep cut. I, I put that into my uh, Malik Willis little blurb that I wrote. I was like, you know, he could be Josh Allen, but he also might just be EJ Manuel. And uh, yeah, you know, I think maybe a little bit more time might not be a bad thing for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, so up in the great uh, Northwest. You had Seattle pretty much take a match to this roster, and I I may believe that sometimes it's best to tear it down in order to rebuild. Yeah. Now I'm surprised they couldn't trade Bobby Wagner for anything. They just had to cut him. Yeah. Uh but you know, obviously you had the Russell Wilson trade. There's several small re-signings like Quandre Diggs, Will Disley, they bring in uh Al Woods, uh Artie Burns, but I mean really the long and short of it is Russell Wilson. Yeah. 
it, you pretty much you're grading your you're grading the Seahawks offseason based on how you feel about what they got back for Russell Wilson. So they they get a uh, the number nine overall pick, the number forty pick in the second round. They get a fifth rounder, a twenty twenty three first, a twenty twenty three second, and then they get Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. I think that's a very nice return for his age. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think Fant is the young player of those three that you could see sticking or like the next good Seahawks team probably has Noah Fant on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and the fact that you get one player that'll probably be on your next good team plus two first and two seconds. I like it. Yeah. And lets you take a crack at this whole rebuild thing for sure. It, it kickstarts it. Yeah. It, it, it kickstarts that rebuild. Um, I'm a little surprised Pete Carroll was willing to rebuild just, just at his age. You yeah. Know. That's but a... I, w- I wonder if he finds it important to be there for the first year of it though. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh, to be there for that first year and then retire. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, I like you. I like the compensation they got. And also, you look at this year. I think this year is going to be a throwaway year. It, I mean, I know you can't yep. tank in the NFL, but I mean, mm, if you start Drew Lock at quarterback, you can tank in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they are definitely going to gun for one of those top two guys next year, whether it's Bryce Young at Alabama or C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, or like I mean, you've mentioned there's always a guy that rises up to the top somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, that could definitely happen next year. And maybe the Seahawks like that guy. And listen, if they don't finish with one of the two worst records in the league, they got the ammo to go trade up for him. Uh, yes, that is, that's a good point with that. With this trade, they've got the picks to move, especially if that team is, you know, I mean, gosh, could you imagine if Jacksonville sitting there again? <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe it's Houston and they want to get Davis Mills one more crack at it, or they just don't. You know, want to do it? Yeah, I think really it's gonna be an arms race between Seattle and Atlanta to the bottom. Yeah, but I like the hole. I'm like you. I like the hole they got. Solid. I hole. do too. I'm I'm giving them a B plus. I'll go B here, but I'm, I agree with a lot of the same points that you you made right here. Like, yeah, like good hole. Get two first, two seconds. Get some draft picks in there. Fan is it's gonna be a guy that. Like I said, it's probably going to be on that next good Seahawks team. And you mm-hmm. do get to see what Drew Locke is. We've seen what Drew Locke is. I know, but I'm just being nice to him, I guess. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, I think I've seen enough of Drew Locke. Like, but here's the thing. If I'm Seattle, I don't think they should trade any picks for anyone else. Because I think I want, like... I am if I ran the Seahawks, I am perfectly fine just chucking Drew Locke out there. And hey, if he's good, then maybe we can do a move and you know get him off this team. You know, make, get get him somewhere else to then draft a quarterback, right? Like if he's good, we can get something back yet. Um, you know, if he's not good, then we'll just draft a guy. Yeah. 
Uh, let's go to the NFC North. I feel like it's fun. Let's go from Seattle to Green Bay. Oh, boy. <laughs> from, from from a team that traded their franchise quarterback to a team that didn't. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, the Packers. You bring back Russell... Or, you don't bring back Russell Wilson. You bring back Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> On a three-year, $150 million contract. Um, you say you're all in. You go re-sign Devondre Campbell. You bring back Preston Smith. Uh, Randall Cobb took a pay cut to stick around. You bring back Robert Tunyon. You bring back Rasul Douglas. But you traded away Devontae Adams for a one and a two. 22 and 53 for Devontae Adams. When at the same time you re-signed Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It, <laughs> it just... I don't know. Because it had the cap space to do it. Like They, they, they had the deal in place. And you know what? Maybe we're being too hard on the Packers in that, because they did say they offered Adams more money than the Raiders ended up signing him for, right? So it wasn't a Packers decision necessarily, and so getting a one and a two back for him is massive value, and they bring back everyone else. It, It is an incomplete situation, but to then not be in at all in the Tyree Kill trade... I've got a document for that. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's not fair. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm being a mean teacher on that one. <laughs> but I feel like the fact that you lost Devontae Adams, less than a week later, Tyreek Hill gets traded, and your name's not even brought up in the conversation, when the trade package was mildly better than what you got back for Adams. You could just taken those two picks and made it work, you know. <sighs> You brought back everybody else, though. Except for Zedarius Smith. Zedarius is the only other player they really lost. Yeah. I just... And maybe they go draft a wide receiver in round one. But as we're sitting here right now, I just... I gotta give it a C+. I guess. But, like... Honestly, though, if they traded away Aaron Rodgers and they got the Russell Wilson package when also trading away Devontae Adams and getting that same return. It's an A to me. Like, you just go into the rebuild. Yeah. You know. You go into that rebuild and you hope Jordan Love is the guy you drafted him. And if he's not, then you've got a million picks coming, right? Like, if he's not the guy, then you've got two firsts coming from Rodgers. You've got an extra first coming from Devontae Adams. Like, I just, it, it, and like we said, the Devontae Adams situation, it wasn't really their decision, but it happened to them, and so therefore I had to dock them for it. Yeah. I, I'm going to go up to a B minus. I'll go up to a B minus for it, because you kept Rodgers, you know, a team with Aaron Rodgers is better than a team without Aaron Rodgers, so I'll go B minus. That is a good point. Um, I'll go to what you said. I'll go C plus here. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it goes back to what we, what I mentioned earlier is like, 
So you trade Aaron Rod. So you trade Devontae Adams, but did Aaron Rodgers know or not? Well, it sounds like he did. Yeah, it sounds like he did. Sounds like he knew going into it that's what was going to happen, and you know, in that scenario, I guess hey, good on Rodgers for being willing to stick around. You know, um, it just like the only reason I feel good ish about picking the Packers to make the Super Bowl is because the rest of the NFC got worse. Yeah. The Packers didn't get better. Yeah. They lost a top wide receiver, but I mean, you still got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You still have Aaron Rodgers. And also, by the way, if Rodgers knew Adams wasn't coming back, I would assume that means the Packers knew. And so another team, why didn't you trade for Amari Cooper? <laughs> like every team should just trade for Amari Cooper. <laughs> every team's getting docked a letter grade except for Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, crap. Tynes, maybe you should have gone for Amari Cooper. Yeah, instead of Robert Woods, sure, maybe. Yeah, but maybe he or didn't. He with... Maybe doesn't block enough. He, you know, he probably doesn't block well enough. <laughs> He's not a blocker. Let's see. I, I got to Google if he was on the same team with Henry real quick. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Let's see. Amari Cooper, Derrick Henry. I I would imagine they were too. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, yeah, they were on the same team together. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. He had to block a little bit then. Yeah. <laughs> for Derrick Henry, yeah. So, hey, maybe, well... He's been in the league for a while now, so maybe he doesn't block as much as he did at Bama. So, mm. I mean, we know Bama back then was a lot more about running the ball than having, like, all these four or five-star wide receivers. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a couple wide receivers on the market that you could have added. Didn't add them. Uh, the draft for them is going to be interesting because I could see yes. them taking two with their first few picks. I could too, but at the same time, though, this is the same franchise that just doesn't, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if they don't. Like, that's what I literally uh, put in, in for, I have them taking Chris Olave, and what I wrote next to it was like, I really didn't want to give them a wide receiver because I don't think they'll do it. <laughs> but I just, like, had such a hard time fathoming anything else. Yeah. <laughs> with With past history with them. They'll draft uh, a defensive tackle. Well, and you know, hey, they've had a ton of success. Who am I to question it? But yeah, you know, I wish, I, I wish they had made an upgrade somewhere because all they've done is bring back their their own guys, right? Like if if you show me, hey, here is this one good player that's brought in somewhere else, I'm a lot more okay with where the Packers offseason went. But the fact that it's just bring everyone back except for Devontae Adams. Well, that's a pretty big deal, you know? Yeah. All right, let's move over to the Detroit football Lions. And uh, I chose them because, well, I just don't think there's much to talk about. They brought in DJ Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a C. <laughs> a yeah. C for Shark. A C for Shark. Yeah, there we go. Uh yeah, I'll go see as well. I mean, listen, we knew they weren't going to do anything big time here in free agency. It's going to be the draft. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They got two picks in the first round. 
They have an early second. Um, do you think they go quarterback at all? <sighs> that is the question, isn't it? Because there's a lot of smoke around that now. It's picking up steam. Um, and it's even picking up at two, whether they should go Malik Willis. And no, they shouldn't. I agree. They shouldn't. If anything, I think go quarterback at 32, if anything. I mean, you do get that fifth-year option. That's nice. You don't have to start them right away. Uh, I Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they go quarterback at two. At best, they would go quarterback at 32. Um, I just think, you know, just add some pieces to that roster, help the talent level, get whoever they want it to, whether it's Walker or Hutchinson or Kyle Hamilton or somebody, and just go add some talent to this roster. It needs it. It does. Yeah, they have so many other holes. Go start plugging those and then get your quarterback. Yeah. But I will throw you out one little tin hat theory here. Oh, boy. Let's just say the Carolina Panthers don't take Malik Willis. And then let's say the Falcons don't take him either. Like, he's got to fall a little bit here. But if he sneaks somehow past the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Seahawks, the Jets aren't going to take him. No. Washington's not going to take him. No. Minnesota's not going to take him. Houston's not going to take him. Baltimore's not going to take him. Then you get to the two Philly picks. I don't think they're taking him either. No. Then you have the Chargers pick. I don't think they're taking him. But then you get to New Orleans. And I think that's the first time it becomes a bit of a question. What if we see Detroit package that 32 and move up into, let's say, one of those two Philly spots, you know, and and go get him? I could see that. Like, if Willis is falling a little bit, I could see Detroit moving up to get him. You know, it it brings me back to Pittsburgh, too. I could see them, if Willis is falling, I could see them trading up for him. Yeah. Yep. But I think Detroit has the better ammunition. Yeah, and those Philly picks, I mean, that's prime opportunity to trade up right Mm -hmm. there. Oh, yeah. So anyway, just a little food for thought there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of trading up for your quarterback, the Chicago Bears did that last year. What a professional transition. Man, <laughs> I am so... <laughs> and really, like, not a whole lot going on in Chicago either. They cut Tariq Cohen. They they cut Eddie Goldman. They trade away Khalil Mack. They cut Nate Trevathan. Just kind of ripping the Band-Aid off here, you know? Yeah. Like, kind of just tearing down... And you wonder if they should have made these moves a year ago. You know, maybe they could have got something for Danny Trevathan a year ago. Maybe they could have got something for Eddie Goldman a year ago. Um, could have got more for Khalil Mack a year ago. But yeah, just it, it feels like tearing down and they didn't get anything for the guys. So, I mean, there's not a single... I mean, they signed Justin Jones. They signed Byron Print. They signed Chip Boy. <laughs> I'm gonna give this thing. They they lost Allen Robinson. I give yeah. it a D plus. Like You're, you lost a lot. You gave up a lot of guys, and you didn't really get anything. 
I'll just go straight up D here. I mean, yeah, they there's a whole lot of nothing right here. You lost a lot of players, and and you're bringing in a new coach, and you got a young quarterback you need to develop. So I I don't know that I don't know what the Bears are going to do with this draft. It'll, I imagine there'll be a team that looks well, at they, a wide receiver too, but they don't have a first. Yeah, that's a yeah because they traded away last year. Right to move up to go get hurt, so it's like you did nothing. In, and I'm not. Let me take a look real quick at what their cap situation is. Uh, maybe that'll help me explain something here. Do 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 do, and they are currently, man. So they've only got they've got 16 million dollars of cap space, and that's after all those cuts. So that explains why they did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but it hurts to see. It's a bad off season, so. You get a bad grade. Yeah. That's what happens. Let's go to the Minnesota Vikings, rounding out the NFC North. Well, so, uh, first of all, they signed Kirk Cousins to a one-year fully guaranteed extension because that's how Kirk Cousins rolls. Matt, uh, Matt <laughs> Kirk Cousins is the Chandler Parsons of the NFL, except Kirk Cousins actually plays. I love the Kirk Cousin, like from a player side of things, I love the way that Kirk Cousins has rolled, and like it could have gone negative on him at any point, but Kirk Cousins is just good enough to make this happen. Because like, if you're the Vikings, if you don't have Kirk Cousins, you feel so lost. You're the you're the Seahawks <laughs> then, right? Yeah. But because you've got Kirk Cousins, hey, you know if Aaron Rodgers would have retired or got traded. Vikings are in the driver's seat. Yeah. Like, Kirk Cousins has played his career so perfect with very little room. Yo, I mean, if Kirk, like I said, if Kirk Cousins faltered at all, this could have gone very sideways on him. But, I mean, fully guaranteed every single year since he's, uh, since since he left uh, Washington as my internet just totally crapped out on me there, so... That's going to take a second to reboot, Ryan, if you don't mind filling a little bit for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the Packers somehow did find their way into training Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Vikings, right there, sitting pretty good. Uh, of course, they got a new coach too, but, I mean, they would be looking pretty good. And, I mean, looking at what they did this offseason, I mean, you still are kind of concerned with Danielle Hunter. What kind of guy he you're gonna get? You're hoping he returns to form. Mm, yeah. Um, Jordan Hicks, they get him from the Cardinals, and uh, Zadarius Smith, they get him from the Packers. And so they got a guy to pair with Hunter if Hunter's healthy. And so that they did lose Michael Pierce, and they're gonna have, have to address that de- interior defensive line a little bit, but. So far, I mean, I I'm not mad at what the Vikings have done this offseason, but I think there there's some solid moves here. Yeah, I, I think that they were kind of held captive a little bit by Aaron Rodgers because it was like they they didn't because Kirk Cousins was floated out there in trade rumors, but it's like you didn't want to give him up because if Rodgers left, you had the opportunity to strike. Yes, to, to be the NFC North champ. So they're in a little bit of purgatory there, 
it's not a great roster, but it's like like this is a wild card team potentially. I'm gonna give them a C plus. I'll give them C plus too. I I do well, I like, like I like Zarius Smith signing. I do too. I like it a lot. It, you get a, another guy opposite of Hunter there. Yeah. Let's move on then to the how about them Cowboys? Oh Lord. Yeehaw, Jerry Jones. <sighs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, what an off season for Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were good last year. And they're acting like they're not good. <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess the Michael Gallup's coming back. You slap the tag on Dalton Schultz. But, like, they did keep Demarcus Lawrence on a very cheap extension. Yeah. Like, that's good value. But, like, you lose two offensive linemen. You trade Amari Cooper for peanuts. <laughs> and you didn't... I mean, they, we can make jokes that he didn't go to college with Dak Prescott. Uh, they signed James Washington. Matt, our only hope now is that Mason Rudolph somehow finds himself cut and the Cowboys sign him. That would be outstanding. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. I think I think even James Washington looked at Trubisky and was like, shoot, even this guy's better than my boy. I might as well leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, my r- former college roommate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, the Cowboys are definitely worse now. Yeah. Than what they, they, no, they did bring in Dante Fowler, so that's kind of your Randy Gregory replacement. Uh, I don't know. And I think for them uh, on defense, I think I wonder if Parsons is going to be more of an edge guy next year. Sure. Than uh than a true linebacker. I do wonder about that. Um, but I mean, yeah, you lose Myel Collins, you get rid of him. Amari Cooper, you trade him, and yeah, you bring back Gallup. Um, but like. CD's now your number one. Gallup's your number two. Who's going to be that number three? Is it going to be Noah Brown? I, I there's a, just a lot of questionable moves by the Cowboys this off season. Like I said, it just it was an off season that feels like a team that's not ready to compete. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when they should be acting like a team that's ready to compete. Yeah, with how good they were last year, they should have been ready to go and like, let's go reload, and let's go get it next year. But I mean, just a lot of kind of head scratching stuff happening with the Cowboys and Jerry World. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna give them a D plus. I'm not gonna go full D or even F. <laughs> I'm not gonna go quite that far because at least I mean I'm not a big Michael Gallup guy, but like that Demarcus Lawrence coming back on a cheap deal, that's good good value to me. Um But that's kind of about all I got for you. No. I I'll go D for Dallas. Oh. Yeah. The big D. No. Yeah, they Dallas. did get a big D this offseason. 
Well, let's go to a franchise that's a big D. Let's go to the Giants. <laughs> Freaking Daniel Jones. Hey, they may have a new starting quarterback, though, because they signed Tyrod Taylor. I, I like that signing. It was a nice signing. I You know, everyone was talking about how they were going to sign Trubisky because Trubisky had history with the coaches. Everyone forgot that Tyrod Taylor does, too. Yeah. <laughs> but they, uh... They they cleared off some guys. They they cleared off Booker. They cleared off Kyle Rudolph. Uh, they brought in John Feliciano, also from the the Bills. Uh, Matt Mark Lewinsky, a guard as well. They brought in. Um, they brought in Ricky Seals Jones, Matt Breida, Jihad Ward. That was a Raven. Justin Ellis. That's also a former Raven. Look at that. Hey. <laughs> So just kind of, you know, some smaller moves. I think the Tyrod move is not bad, though, because I'm not a Daniel Jones guy at all. Yeah. Um, no, nothing too splashy for the Giants here. But they didn't make any bad moves. Like, they didn't do a Jags where they signed, you know, a guy to a bad contract either. Yeah. They played it safe. They did add a couple of linemen, too, which is obviously the thing they needed desperately. I might give it a C-. minus. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a C- minus as well. Uh, I am curious uh, what, the, what they're going to do in the draft, though, with 5 and 7, where they go and get another lineman and add some more pieces up front to help Daniel Jones and Saquon out. Uh whether they help the defense out a little bit more. I'm curious about what they're going to do with those two picks. Uh, I think I would I, like to see them move down and then land one of the guards. Cause like I had them taking uh Charles cross. Yeah. But I think I'd be cool with them moving down, collecting another like second and then landing one of the guards later. Like Kenyon green or, even even Linderbaum, the center. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Zion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Andrew Thomas for them did take a step up last year, so... He did. He did. And and that was why I hesitated a little bit on giving them cross, but I also kind of looked at him like, I don't really know what else to give. Because I, I went Dibido at five. Yeah. I was like, well, I think I need to give him something on offense as a second pick. Yeah. And I feel like lineman is about the best you can do for offense for one of their picks. Yeah, because, like, their wide receiver room, I like it. Like, I like Tony a lot. I think Galladay has still got some juice in him. Um, you know, Shepard got hurt. That's unfortunate. But I think Slayton's not a bad depth guy. No. Like, I like their wide receiver room. It's just a matter of having the guy to get the ball to him and having that line protect him. That's the thing. Yeah. And I don't think they're they're not in the Willis conversation. No, they shouldn't be. Like, I, I think if, you know, much like two of a Teddy, if you look at Daniel Jones this year and you're pretty sure he's not the guy, I'm okay with just plugging in Tyrod for the rest of the year. Yeah. And speaking of teams that sometimes make questionable quarterback decisions late in the season, <laughs> the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, 
I, I actually nailed it. Uh, I predicted the Hassan Riddick signing. That was one of the few free agent signings I nailed when I made my, like, 70-something predictions. <laughs> yeah. I, I nailed that one. I was so proud of myself. Um, let's see what else. They, they cut Fletcher Cox. They brought Fletcher Cox back. Um, they signed Zach Pascal. They signed Derek Barnett back. Hey, my boy DB from UT. There we go. You know what? I like the Son Reddit contract. I'm going to give this a B minus, just just because I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, I don't really know what else I was expecting to see out of the Eagles this offseason. Like I do think they could use a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They've tried really hard to make their wide receiver room good, and they failed. Um, so I would have liked to have seen somebody of, of note come in, but other than that, I mean, they kind of just are what they are at the moment. I feel like the three firsts are really going to shape the future of this team. Oh, big time. Yeah. The, like there's a lot of different ways they can go with those three picks, whether it's receiver edge rusher, getting another guy in there or, um, whether they want to get an offensive lineman to help out. Cause I mean, you did bring back Kelsey. But you know he's going to be hanging it up pretty soon. So maybe do you want to take a shot at somebody like Linderbaum, who has been compared to Kelsey, and have him learn a little bit, play some guard his first year, and then when Kelsey's ready to go, have him step in so you already got an option there. Which, by the way, Brandon Brooks, the awesome guard, he retired also. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of options the Eagles can go with with those three first round picks. Yeah, I was a little surprised to never hear them come up in a quarterback conversation. Yeah, it seems like they're pretty sold on Hurts at the moment. And Hurts, I mean, he had a fine season last year, but this year's going to be a big year for him. As a, I mean, looking at the division, Cowboys have gotten worse. Uh, Giants, I mean. They're the Giants as of now. <laughs> <laughs> About the best way I can put it. And then Washington, they of course, they go make the trade for Wentz. And then you got the Eagles. And like, what's Jalen Hurts going to do in year three? How is Nick Sirianni uh, going to really help develop him and get him to where the Eagles want him to be at, at this point in his development? That's the big thing. Yeah. I, I just thought that, you know, in a year where there's so many quarterbacks on the move, to see a team that holds three first-rounders this year never even be, like, mentioned, I just thought that was surprising. Yeah. Uh, I'll go B here. for. Uh, yeah, I'll go B here for their moves. And Reddick is a nice pass-rushing uh, guy. Get him in there, add him to the fold, uh, bring back Cox, even though he's not the player he once was, I mean, there is something to bringing him back. Um, maybe you draft a couple of defensive linemen and he helps them out. That could be big for him. Uh, Pascal, add another piece of that wide receiver room. I do think they'll go wide receiver at some point in the draft and try to help out. If they go wide receiver in the first, it'll be the third time in three years they do it. I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen... Being better than Jalen Rager has been in his first few years is not a high bar to clear. No, it's not. So, if they can just clear it, like, hey, we hit on this pick. (laughs) 
I don't have a good transition. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of low bars to cross for first round draft picks, oh. the Washington football team. Well, the com- uh, commanders now. Oh, you're right. I got back to that into their grade. The Washington Commandos. Um, <laughs> they they snipe the Bills on JD McKissick. They get Smooches to come back. <laughs> they cut Landon Collins. They make that trade for Carson Wentz. They release Eric Flowers. Uh, they bring back Matthew Iadonis. They signed Andrew Norwell. That's what a cute flip him and uh, Brandon Sheriff made. Yeah, th- yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, I tell you, I like the Carson Wentz one. It makes me have a little bit of a headache because I think I'm not high on Wentz anymore. I'm kind of out on Wentz, and like seeing all those other quarterback moves, and like you've got number eleven, and Willis could be there, but if he's not, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. So I get it, but like at the same, like even just comparing that the Wentz trade to the Matt Ryan trade, if I was Washington, yeah, I'd rather give a third and just go get Matt Ryan rather than giving up two seconds to go get Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason I, I not, these last few off seasons with what the Colts have done. Now I haven't necessarily feared their quarterback moves that much. Rivers, yeah, okay, he's he's heading all the way out. Wentz, there's a lot of questions surrounding him, and with the way he led Philly, it wasn't good. And now with Matt Ryan, I'm like, yeah, it, it is what it is. But, like, Carson was their, their guy that they had to go get now to add to this roster. They made, they tried to go get Russ, but, it didn't pan out, and Russ didn't want to go there. So, Wentz is the best they can do. I don't know. I'm curious to see if the same issues that popped up with Philly and Indy pop up here. Maybe that's the case. If you know, if it's happened twice, there's at least a decent chance it could happen a third time. Uh, doesn't there just seem to be like this like group of quarterbacks that are kind of in that same range that are just kind of trading places every year? Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> like yeah, like Wentz, eh, you know, Fit, Fitzpatrick. I'd almost like put in that camp. Oh, you know, eh. yeah, Matt Ryan, sure. Like these guys are fine, but just they're they're not doing anything for me. They're and, not moving the needle at all. No. It's like not to say that you have to go get one of the mega stars, but I don't know if they would have given up whatever Minnesota wanted for Kirk to bring him back. You know, I think that would have been more interesting. You know, especially not seeing what Dallas has done. I just, yeah, I feel like giving up. I mean, two seconds and a third for Carson Wentz. Hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, that's it's a lot different. It's different when Indy did it. Because it was like, well, we had the coach that did good with him. You know, I could, I could squint and see a scenario where Wentz was the franchise guy in Philly. I see no way that Carson Wentz is the starting, is like, I, like, I cannot fathom a situation where a year from now we're sitting here saying that the 
Washington football team is good at quarterback because they've got Carson Wentz. Yeah. That, that's a whole lot to give up for him. It, it is. And by the way, he has a zero dead cap next year so they can cut him. But in that case, you gave up two seconds and a third for a one-year rental. Like Makes two it twos even a, worse. Right. Two twos and a three. You would want to give that up for a guy that's the answer. Not a rental. So, I'm going to give this the C-, minus. I think. But that's I feel like that's being kind of generous. Mm. I'll go C for Carson here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and C is average, so there we go. Well, we have one division remaining, Ryan. Get excited. And it is... Probably wasn't the right division to end on. So we're going <laughs> to save Tampa Bay for last, because at least they are relevant. Let's start with Carolina. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Panthers. Um, Of course, they got the sixth overall pick, and they're a team that's looked at as maybe a team that could take Malik Willis there. You still got Sam Darnold as your starting quarterback, so... And they've tried not to. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the Panthers, I feel like they really want to change quarterbacks, and they just can't. (laughs) Like, they don't don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Take a look at some of their additions. Um, Honestly, solid offseason, though, for Carolina. I think, you know. I mentioned Foreman earlier. He's going there. I like that for him because you don't know with McCaffrey. Short Higgins is a guy that can be a good third or fourth wide receiver. Uh, Matt Ioannidis, they bring him in from Washington. So you got the Washington. Did? Yeah, they brought him in. I thought I saw the Washington brought him back. No, I. I, they cut him, and I I don't think they pulled. They did what the Eagles did with Fletcher Cox. Uh-oh. So um, Matt Ioannidis. At least Hang on. we got. Who would have thought Matt Ioannidis would be so controversial this late in the podcast? <laughs> oh, there you go. You're right. Okay, spot track incorrect for the first time ever. I think. <laughs> wow. But you got that uh, Washington Carolina pipeline with the whole Ron Revere stuff. Yes, so, goes both could, ways. Yep, and Corey Littleton, Xavier Woods. They brought in Johnny Hecker. A plus, A plus. <laughs> well, great, especially if you're a team that's gonna punt this much. Like once, once they didn't get Deshaun Watson, they're like, we're gonna need a punter, man. <laughs> yeah, and quite frankly, can... he might he might be the best thrower on the team too. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but they did but, they did get a DJ Moore an extension, so that's also a big move. Yeah, uh, they signed Bradley Bozeman, the Ravens center, they, which surprisingly cheap deal, one year two point eight mil. I would have thought the Ravens would match that. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's a cheap deal for him. Corbett, they bring in Austin Corbett. They're another like, team so, that needed offensive line, and they got it. So Yeah, and like a lot of nice moves, but they just didn't get that quarterback. Yeah. Like, is Carolina the new Denver? 
Where it's like, I like your team. Your quarterback is a mess. You know, I've laughed at that, but I think there there's some truth to that. I like their team. Like, I love their defensive line with Derek Brown and uh, uh, Gross Matos and Brian Burns. And, like, they got Shaq Thompson, at linebacker. Like, I really like their team a lot. Yeah. DJ Moore is a star. Obviously, you got McCaffrey. But that quarterback position, man, it is not good. And I don't know how it gets better unless they take Willis. And then that becomes a question. Do you start him right away? Well, I think you give Darnold the chance first. But it's going to speak real loud, though, if he can't beat out Darnold, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know what the saying is, the backup quarterback is everybody's favorite guy. That's true. Like, you know, if Darnold can play good enough for three weeks again like he did last year, maybe they can trade him. (laughs) Yeah. But Panthers, I think, yeah, solid moves. Just need that quarterback. Yeah, they just, just like and, be, and because they've tried so many times and struck out, I'm gonna give them a C plus because they've tried and they just haven't been able to get it done. For the moves they have made, I would give them like a B minus, but because they haven't been able to make the move they've been trying to make, I'm gonna knock them down. I think I'll I think I'll go B minus for them. Um, I do like all the moves they made. They added some. Yeah, they had some good pieces on that defense, which was already had some good pieces on it. Yep, and you bring in guys like Ionitis, Littleton, Xavier Woods, and uh, the real defensive weapon and Johnny Hecker. Yep, I mean, hey, you had some big time pieces there, and again, Foreman's a solid option as a second running back behind McCaffrey. I could see Foreman getting some carries here in the season, some pretty good ones. And then the offensive line, it was a need and they went out and dressed it, got a good guard, got a good center. I'll go with the B minus here. I think that's fair. That, that based on the moves they made, I agree. Like I said, I knocked them to a C plus because the move they couldn't make. And, uh, speaking of making some moves, how about the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, boy. (laughs) They traded away. Matt Ryan got third. They signed Marcus Mariota. Uh, they signed Lorenzo Carter. That's a nice player. They bring back Cordell Patterson. They signed Casey Hayward. Uh, but really, Ryan, this is they signed, they signed Yahweh Goo, a five year, $24 million extension. What kickers get five year deals? That's uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, to start off with talking about the, the Falcons here, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there are more Titans fans that got more Mariota Falcons jerseys than Falcons fans. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't shock me. There's still a lot of love for Mariota. Sure. He's a very likable guy. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy for him. Because he will be their week one starter. Yes. Like, without question. Yeah, and I'll be right there rooting for him when he, even when he eventually loses that week one game. <laughs> yes, and he'll lose the week two game and probably the week three game and maybe week, week four. four. But at some point they're going to play Carolina, you know, and they'll have a chance. 
Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> I think. You know, um, and by the way, also we should mention Calvin Ridley uh, being yeah. suspended for the entire season. So that's a pretty big hit for the Falcons. Uh, um, shout out to gambling Ryan, on your own team. Do you think you could name? Okay, how many? How many pass catchers? Running back, wide receiver, and tight end. How many total do you think you can name on the current Atlanta Falcons roster? Uh, crap, that's a good question. <laughs> I think I can name five, but three are running backs. I can probably only name the one, and that's Kyle Pitts. So, Well, they brought back Cordero. That okay, yeah. So yeah, Cordero. They still have Mike Davis. They signed Damian Williams. I think they still have Olamide Zacchaeus, and then yeah, Kyle Pitts. Matt, is it safe but, to say you and I can make that roster as weapons for uh, Mariota? Man. It's a good thing Mariota can run. Let's put it that way. He's going to be doing a lot of it. Yeah. Because his legs are probably the best weapon on that team. No, that's not fair. They have Kyle Pitts. Never mind. Never mind. They have Kyle Pitts. But anyway, yeah, the Falcons, they're going to suck this year. They're not going to be good. Um, But you know what, though? Like, they just took it on the chin this offseason. I think, yo, getting a third-round pick back from Matt Ryan, I think is decently good compensation. Yes, considering where he's at, yeah. Mariota, I could see, I could easily see a year from now, if Mariota plays decently well, I could see. What did uh, what did the Panthers get for Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater trade, like whatever the uh Panthers got in trading. Oh, it was a sixth round pick. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, they can get that, but I was hoping it was like a fourth. Because like, I could see Mariota a year from now, though, getting being the Teddy Bridgewater to Denver, right? Like, whatever yeah. team's quarterback move didn't work, and, you know, they want a one-year guy, I could see Mariota being that guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. If Mariota does do decently well, yeah, I could see that. You know... And there's a possibility with that. I mean, he's got experience with the head coach there with Arthur Smith. So, I mean, yep. can't discount that. Well, and also, I feel like this is going to be a nice reset year for Arthur Smith. Because it felt like, you know, going into last year, it felt like that team was not set up to do the things that Arthur Smith would want to do. Yeah. Whereas I feel like they're going to try to at least get to that a little bit this year. So, we'll see. I'm going to give... I mean, they're in a tough spot, but I'm going to give Atlanta a C-plus for the offseason. Yeah, the Matt Ryan trade isn't bad, but, I mean, when you look at the big cap hit they're taking. I know they're going to suck, but, but, I mean... But who cares, though, this year? Yeah. Right? Like, if you're going to be terrible, I would rather eat that big cap hit this year. Because what would I have spent that money on anyway? Christian Kirk? <laughs> so it's like, let me just eat that massive cap hit this year. And then I'm good in the future. It's done. It's over with. It's in the past, you know? 
I'll go see here. I'll stick around for that. But, uh, you know, third round pick is not bad for Matt Ryan, considering where he is at this stage of his career. And you by know, the way, it was handled so professionally. I do wonder if the whole them going after the Sean Watson thing was kind of a, I, I don't know. It, it probably didn't, Matt Ryan probably didn't like it. He probably didn't, but he didn't make a big stink about it. That is true. He probably went to the team. I think uh, he he put out something about how like he appreciated them looking out for his best interest or something like that. Yes. And so, yeah, like, he didn't go post, you know, a goodbye letter on Twitter, you know, before a trade Baker. even happened, right? <laughs> he didn't put up a big stink about it. And the Falcons didn't try to make anything it wasn't, you know? It, it reminded me a lot of, like, kind of Stafford leaving the Lions. It was very mutual. It was very respectful. Like, you can tell they really appreciated everything Matt Ryan gave them. And it was just time. It was time. Yeah. Like, this, this team has no business having a 38-year-old starting quarterback. <laughs> All right, let's go on over to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Sean Payton retires. That was, like, gosh, I, like, <laughs> that's not even a top 10 headline. I question if it's top 15. Like, Sean Payton retiring would rule the roost so many other years. And it's just an afterthought. <laughs> this off season. So what did they do this off season though? Um, honestly, well, they restructured everybody. Uh, <laughs> they they lost Marcus Williams, but they brought in Marcus May. So a little downgrade, but a much smaller contract. Uh, to go along with it, and they signed Jameis Winston. That's pretty... And they lost her on Armstead. They did lose her on Armstead. That's a big, big hole. That is going to be desperately missed. Because yeah. he's awesome. Yeah, um... Yeah, like... It feels like the Saints kind of are in the same spot they've been in for the last three or so years. Where it's like... They're not bad... They're not that good. They're kind of in purgatory right now. That's the worst place you can be right now. Yeah. I mean, because they're 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 not, they're not bad. They're not they're not the Falcons, but they're not going to compete with the Bucks. Oh, you know what else I thought about? What <laughs> happened to the Saints? Alvin Kamara getting arrested. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that was back in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> that, that was years ago at this point. Yeah, that's not that's not even top fifteen of what no, happened no. this off season. Uh yeah. yeah, no, the Saints just kind of feel like they're kind of stuck in the middle right now. They might be a wild card team, or they'll be just outside of it. Like they're just kind of hanging around right now, and I think that's a bit of a statement on like kind of how they're run, as far as like you know the whole restructure everybody with the cap kind of thing. I think, I think this is a bit of what happens when that's the case. Yeah. 
definitely is. And like in all sports, I mean, purgatory is the place you do not want to be. And mm-hmm. Saints are just at that point now. Like that's where, where they are. They're going to have to accept it for the time being and try to figure out where to go from here. Uh, is James, is James going to be a guy there long-term, which funny how uh, James and Mariota are now in the same division. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, they're going to be playing each other twice a year, so... Those that... two are Batman and Robin, man. Or Batman and Joker. They are destined to do this dance forever. Well, I, I know who the Batman is. Like, they both, you know, become free agents, and they both end up being backups for a year. Mario for two years. You know, and they end up back in the same division. Like, they're just... Those two are so intertwined. Yeah. But just, uh... Kind of, kind of a... You know, ho-hum off-season yeah, here for, for Just kind of a nothing. Kick the can down the road. Yeah. I'm going to give it a C-. minus. I'll go C- minus as well. It's just an average off-season. Not a lot happening. You bring back Jameis, and that's pretty much it. And besides restructuring everything, you lose a couple key players. Just a home-home off-season. Now, you know what's never home-home is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you mean? Of course, because Tom Brady, of course, he retired, which would have tanked them. They would have been an F on this grade. (laughs) But then he comes out of retirement, which makes it an A. (laughs) (laughs) But Ali Marpet retired. They lost uh, their other starting guard, we mentioned earlier, goes to uh, uh, Cincinnati. They did trade for Shaq Mason, though. He's got history with Brady. Yes. Uh, they tag and then extend Chris Godwin. So, big thumbs up there for me. They bring back Ryan Jensen. They bring back Carlton Davis. They sign Russell Gage, which I think is interesting um, because he's kind of a slot guy. Does a lot of similar things that Godwin does, just not as well. I think that's interesting with Godwin coming off the torn ACL. Um, they bring in Logan Ryan, another former Patriot. Yeah. They bring back Leo Fournette. They bring back William Golson. And, uh, yeah. So, like, they're reloaded. You know, like, once again, I mean, they lost they lost a couple guys this time. You know, after bringing back everybody the year before. But they just feel ready to do this thing again. I'm going to give it a B plus. Not quite as good as last year. I think last year I would have given it an A. But uh, I, I like I, I think Russell Gage is a very nice signing to get you through yeah. until Godwin's 100%. Um, I think Logan Ryan is a nice versatile piece in the back end of the defense. I like bringing back Fournette. I love that you brought back Carlton Davis and Ryan Jensen. And Godwin got paid. Yeah. And you know, I guess this is a little bit of draft talk, but I've I've been. I read a tweet from Matt Miller that said, "Don't be surprised if Reese Hall, who we jokingly brought up earlier, yep. does find his way into the first round." I think the Bucks were one of those teams that could add him, despite bringing back Fournette. I was gonna say if they didn't bring back Fournette, I could see it, but because they did, I don't know. I went Zion Johnson in in, in my mock. Uh, you know, replace one of those guards. 
I mean, listen, I think if you help out on offense, Brady's going to be happy regardless. Uh, maybe more particularly like what you did up front and replacing one of those guards. I got to tell you, Tampa has had a good offseason. And, you know, a lot of it is hinged on Brady coming back. Yes, yes. Because if he didn't come back, none of these deals happen. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I'll go be here, but man, Brady coming back. I mean, I was like, you know, there was this video of him talking to Cristiano Ronaldo. Right. <laughs> and it was like, Ronaldo's like, are you coming back? And like, Ronaldo broke the sports story here. <laughs> yeah, Brady's face is like, <laughs> It's it's true now. Cristiano Ronaldo is the new Adrian Wojnarowski. <laughs> uh, Ronaldo bomb. <laughs> so I'll go B here. Get B for Brady. To, oh, to ha- how cute! To have fun again with that, but uh, having Brady back for another year—that's huge for them. Because you could look at what they could have done on the quarterback market. What would they have done? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, it's it's so... It, it The quarterback market exploded so much, it's impossible to tell. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because Brady came back, they managed to pretty much take care of their own and bring the guys back once again. Uh, but, Ryan, that is all 32. Yeah, all 32. My, so, my my voice is a hurting. You know, surprisingly, I'm not in mid season shape. My voice is fine. It, it's not, well, not the best, but like it's yeah, fine. I, you're 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 accustomed to this. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I just did an hour and a half pod this week. I I never go that long anymore. <laughs> um, but because we had a big week in sports with everything going on, um. With uh, the tournament, the trades, with uh, me doing a mock draft. I kind of did it to myself, if I'm being honest. Uh, my my bracket was awful. <laughs> I haven't had a good one since like 2013, 2012. Uh, mine got officially busted yesterday with both Gonzaga and Arizona losing, so... Well, I have Kansas Final Four, but that's... Yeah... Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, there's just a whole lot to talk about, and, you know, voice is doing fine, surprisingly, but, um, that, uh, that covers a lot of NFL free agency right there, uh, it's been a, it's been a wild time, and I even feel that's an understatement. Yeah. 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 So, I think that's where we're going to leave this off, um. So thank you guys for tuning in, listening, Matt. I gotta say, it was great to have you back on. It was great yes. talking to you about all this stuff. Uh, Th- thank you for having me. Oh, it, and I think if uh, if we do get the chance, maybe we can try to get back together and uh, talk about stuff post draft. Because well, uh, yeah, we might be able to sneak in a uh, sneak in like one mock right beforehand, and then yeah, talk a little post draft maybe. Yeah, oh man, my favorite time of the year, mock draft season. Here we go. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that'll do it for us here, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to this edition of the Views from the 573 Podcast. You can find us again again wherever you guys get your podcasts. Go follow us on Twitter at 573 Views. You can go follow Matt at Real Matt Mormon. And that'll do it for us here. We'll talk to you guys later this week. And until then, talk to you then. Bye.